Before we start the show, I want to let you all know the views, opinions, beliefs, and statements expressed are not necessarily those of 22 West Radio and Otaku Hourly. They are, in fact, of the host, guest, and or caller. 22 West Radio and Otaku Hourly hold no responsibility for the validity and or accuracy of information. Now with that out of the way, here we go. Jonathan Joestar Beltran here. Now, here with me at this hangout is my crew member. Marvin, a.k.a. Marth. Marth, thank you so much for taking the time. And welcome to your backdoor anime hangout. That is Otaku Hourly. Tonight, we're going to be featuring something that is that is unique. Something that I feel is important. And I particularly would say and give a shout out to Marvin Marth, who is spearheading this project and you're probably wondering what in the world this is well here's the thing right we're all in quarantine right 2020 has been a experience thus far and of course we've seen this happening throughout our animes that have been delayed even through some of the recent virtual cons that we've attended yet here's the thing there's a particular community that has been impacted uh also and quite heavily and that is the cosplay community and Marvin Marth had the opportunity to do some coverage, to really get into the knit and grit, and really just get personal with some of these uh, cosplayers. So, Marvin Marth, I want to ask you right now, uh, why this? What's your heart in this? Like, your passion in starting this whole like you know interview process and the project in of itself. Right. So my whole drive uh, in doing this project, doing this. Uh actually interviewing these cosplayers is one yes you definitely have a point that the cosplay community right now is heavily affected by this uh, pandemic mainly of course people cannot uh, go out of their houses and such and go to meetups and do photo shoots especially for myself as a photographer I haven't uh, since this pandemic I haven't scheduled any photo shoots with my friends or any other cosplayer because of the fear of catching this virus that's been going around. And uh, not only that, um, I can see it from the um, cosplayer's perspective that, hey, they wa- they wanted to, uh, these cosplayers wanted to debut their projects or their outfits, their cosplays that they've been working on. But here we are. We have no convention uh, that's been going on. Uh, or rather, sure, we had uh, AX Lights for the Masquerade as well to showcase some of their uh, works uh, online with the uh, incorporation of 
a face mask as well for added creativity. So I wanted to uh, address this issue of, um, well, two issues actually, of how this pandemic um, affected cosplayers and cosplay community in general, along with the uh, current issue of the Black Lives Matter movement, as along with the BIPOC cosplay cosplayer representation mm-hmm. within the community. And what's unique about these two questions is that each, uh, the first one being very recent of this year, and second, this is. Uh, even though it is argued to be recent, you can also say it's been there for a good minute, or at least kind of like the feelings of that. Yeah. And so I would I would ask you, like, uh, through these interviews, uh, particularly the, f- the four that we're going to feature here, um, I want to ask you, how did that go? How were the interviews? Right. So with these interviews, well, for me, it's it has been a while since I've... Um, me being the interviewer, um, <laughs> it's um, <laughs> man. It kind of did take a while for me to come up with these questions, but then again, I did get inspiration and some input from the radio crew as well, especially with you, uh, Jojo, uh, along with uh, the Dex and our new uh, uh, member Misa. Shout to her. Mm-hmm, definitely. And uh, conducting these interviews, especially mm-hmm. uh, remotely, uh, it had like a way different feel than an in-person interview from what I've done in the past. But uh, I mean, definitely, I still kept uh, composure. I mean, we still the main point was to um, get the interviewees' responses, um, whether they do answer the question. Uh, in one way or another, but also like I felt that it's, I felt a little bit more comfortable uh, doing the remote doing it remotely these interviews, like because one you're just sitting in the comfort of your home, mm-hmm. two you have the resources at hand, especially with the questions being asked, and the third thing uh, third thing well, um, I guess you're not. Uh, being pressured or pressuring the interviewee like hurry it up or you know just like being there in person but personally I do like um, in person interviews because one I can have the name match the face of the person oh man second thing I guess it's uh, more intimate uh, for like a one to one thing but I just remembered of uh, a one interview back in AX. Oh gosh, I think it was AX twenty eighteen. Uh, I do remember doing um, working on the Aqua Rainbow Project interview. I think I remember there was like so much noise going around, um, which like didn't help. But I know with post and um, post. Um, production kind of edit out or like uh yeah edit out that uh, background noise a little bit but overall um remote interviews um i would say they're useful especially during this time of uh, the pandemic
Got you. It sounds as though you have like a lot of insight just as an interviewer. And I know it's been a minute since we've ever done those. Now, in regards to, yeah, in regards to insight, um, what did you learn from these guys? I learned a lot uh, through this um, interview, through the questions I've uh, asked them, especially how um, despite this pandemic, they've, uh, uh, these cosplayers um, still had, um, what's it called? These cosplayers uh, still had their creative uh, juices flowing, such as like being more creative, uh, like staying inside. Um, they also had more time to um, make their uh, cosplays or have time to decide on what to debut next when the pandemic uh, dies down. But also, uh, aside from their own projects, um, their viewpoints of how they got into uh, cosplay themselves, how they started the hobby, and what they've what they've learned through um, their experience, their years of um, doing cosplay. And like, uh, for the most part, it is, and I agree with them wholeheartedly, that cosplay is a growing um, hobby. It's a growing, um, like you, how do I say it? You definitely grow from it. Like these, aside from the... Uh, people that I've interviewed all those other famous cosplayers that they've mentioned um, they didn't get to the top overnight they themselves were started from the beginning and then they've um, uh, progressed they've learned and then they've grown from it and and then here they are now um, as um, renowned cosplayers um, famous and well-known out there so definitely i agree with uh, the cosplayers that i've interviewed that it's a growing process got it and so why don't we just introduce these these cosplayers and i know we have four in line would you do the honors these cos the cosplayers that i've interviewed are our newcomer in otaku hourly misa whenever you're ready i am the second ready. one that i've interviewed alex also known as Tilted Cosplay underscore on Instagram. I'm ready whenever you are. For sure. Momo, for sure. also known as uh, Kotorice on Instagram. Things related to. And lastly, my... uh, Chuya on Instagram, Chuya Cosplay. Self as a, a weeb. <laughs> and in addition to that, some of these questions have. Uh, you alluded to this earlier with regards to just this, uh, this hobby uh, starting. Starting from humble beginnings to what we see now where there are full-time cosplayers. Right, definitely. Okay, so yes, definitely the uh, icebreaker questions that I've mentioned. What was their drive and inspiration in becoming a cosplayer or starting up this hobby? was definitely that, uh, what's it called? They watch, well, they watch anime. Another one was that uh, they went to anime conventions such as Anime Expo. They, they wanted to um, dress up as their favorite character. And so why not, you know, just, uh, just do it. Just cosplay as um, 
what they wanted or who they want to cosplay and then from there on like they've caught up they caught attention from people around and so they wanted to they wanted to uh, continue on with uh, doing cosplay um, for like what next event or cosplaying with um, other their other of their friends I think part of it was um, my love of Halloween. I realized I really love um, Halloween costumes and the creativity, Mm -hmm. but I got a little sad when, (laughs) of course, it's not Halloween. Then I found out cosplay was a thing, and so I could dress up anytime I want. Mm -hmm. And so that was an added um, (laughs) sentiment into that. Well, I actually started off because a, f- a friend like invited me to join her group for for BeachCon, actually. And I thought it would be like a one-time thing, you know, but then I ended up really liking it. So I just decided to pursue it like, oh, okay, time to, I want to do more, not just, not just Star Guardians. And like, after a while, it just really liked the idea that even when like, you know, the world can be really bad or like, kind of boring boring mm-hmm. you can escape the you can escape with cosplaying and i and it's so cool like that cosplay is just an idea to become like anyone you want to be in an anime i got into anime like right before freshman year mm-hmm. and funny enough it was attack on titan ah Cr- that point. cringe <laughs> <laughs> and so my first like instinct I'm going into anime it was like what else is there and then my friend told me about anime expo and so I looked it up and I was like cosplay what's that mm-hmm. and so I looked it up and then my first cosplay was Armin from Attack on Titan Halloween 2014 oh really yeah Dang. it wasn't that great <laughs> <laughs> so Pretty much a big part of my, uh, I, I guess, growing up, um, coming to uh, coming of age, mm-hmm. I guess you would say, um, I, at some point in my life, uh, after high school, I, I identified myself as a, a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, uh, you know, uh, someone who lives, breathes, and eats anime, um, otaku, whatever, etc. Um, and then I viewed cosplay as kind of like the ultimate form of a weep so if i could if i watch a character from an anime mm-hmm. try, being that character to me seemed like the ultimate goal of uh, uh, you know being a weep to me at least oh, um okay <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah uh, it wasn't actually so i've been a weep for a while but it wasn't actually until last year like i said that uh I finally was able to get into the cosplay community. <laughs> got it, got it. And another uh, icebreaker question that I feel like uh, in of itself is very essential here is do you buy your costume or do you make it? Why do you feel like that was an important question? Ah, yes. Definitely that question in particular is because um, you see in conventions or events around like these cosplayers um what they have on they have intricate designs 
patterns or even the props that they hold uh, that they hold around these uh, events this particular question uh, I think is important because you get to um, you ask this question to uh, these cosplayers you get an idea of of I guess the process if they buy it you get a sense that oh maybe because they didn't have time to uh, make it their own that's one thing another thing maybe they didn't have they don't know how to sew uh, properly so to say um or like they third thing they have someone else that could make it um for them so like a commission in a sense that they commissioned someone to uh make their cosplay for them but that's in the um in the case of buying a cosplay whereas people who do make cosplay they've put time um materials and efforts and their own uh capital their own um money in getting the materials sit uh sewing up all these um pieces together making these intricate patterns and then there you go that's their um that's their work right there in a sense these cosplayers that do make their um outfits they put they uh, how i see it they put time uh allocated before uh these events i know that uh, these uh they have, may have some personal stuff going on they may be going to classes or going to work but Aside from that, they still put time and effort to uh, make uh, to progress for their outfits before the uh, event. I do a little bit of both. I do try to thrift some things. Mm-hmm. Um, my my costume teacher called it Amazoning, and so um, like she'll get certain pieces from Amazon if needed, mm-hmm. and she'll make it for herself in like some other way, shape, or form. And so I do try to um, sew most of my cosplay, but of course, because of like deadlines and whatnot, sometimes I'll have to like buy something and then like custom make it. Like, um, um, I got really into the Umbrella Academy, so one of my um, cosplays is Vanya Hargreaves. She's a white violin. I got um, a white button-down shirt and a blazer from the Goodwill, mm-hmm. um, but I made my own. Um, patch and i also made um <laughs> i made a white violin out of an old um well it's not too old but uh, oreo box i buy cosplay oh you buy it <laughs> yeah I, I i buy it i can't really make i i don't know how to sew so okay. but um but uh since night you know i don't have school anymore i'm i'm considering learning how but yeah mm. Um, I generally purchase my cosplays, but mm. I have made a couple. Um, okay. I made Shiro from No Game No Life. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that was the first cosplay I made. But more recently, I'm trying to make more of my cosplays mm-hmm. because I find that making them is more rewarding. So I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, most of the cosplays I buy. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like missing a accessory or um, piece of clothing, or whatever, I'll 
try to, uh, like I said before, hot glue gun something or maybe ask a friend to craft something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, I pretty much have zero sewing skills. So mm-hmm. pretty much every cosplay I've so far I bought. And and to me, that's okay because uh, I was going to school at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to school. I also uh, was in internship. So outside of con life, I was uh, pretty busy. So I wasn't really willing to put in additional time to uh, learn how to make my own cosplays because that would mean I would have to cut into other stuff like uh, like homework time or you know sleep time. Now those are just the icebreakers. How about when it comes to current issues such as you know the pandemic and even the recent protests and just the whole issue of Black Lives Matter and BIPOC right after the break. Hi, my name is Kaname Chittery, and you're listening to something, I think it's called Otaku Hourly. I am looking for Sosuke. If you tell me where he is, you can listen to this show all day if you want. Show host. Jonathan Joestar Beltran, and here with me at this hangout is my crew member. Marvin, a.k.a. Marth. Welcome to your backdoor anime hangout that is Otaku Hourly. If you're just joining with us, we're basically going to be talking about a really interesting perspective in regards to just the whole coverage of just how has the pandemic affected, you know, anime fans, in particular, the cosplay community because we did look into virtual cons last week more information on that over at the mix cloud and now we want to look at it in a more personal aspect of things at least one vital thing that the convention conventions do have and emphasize a lot and that is cosplay and in this particular segment why don't we look into some of the current issues, especially when it comes to um, the cosplay community? Now, there are th- the main three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, would you like to go through the gambit of them? Yes, definitely. So, the current uh, one of the current issues here is the pandemic that's going on, that's ravaging um, the nation and the world around. And the second and third does go hand in hand. Uh, the Black Lives Matters movement, along with the BIPOC cosplay representation. If you don't know what BIPOC means, is Black Indigenous People of Color cosplayers. Now I know that the pandemic in of itself is self-evident as to why, and I know some of the topics that were covered were with regards to how do you stay creative, keep the creative juices flowing, and even just subjects are just like, okay, so what have you been doing during the whole pandemic thing? Right. So with this ongoing pandemic, um, there I've heard, yes, there have been cosplayers that uh, still uh, work on their cosplays, even though at this time they're not going to, debuted it outside because well of the um, 
a fear of catching the virus. However, um, from the from the um, cosplayers that I've interviewed, it hasn't impacted much of their ability to cosplay. Rather, there's this trend of uh, what's it called home cosplaying or closet cosplay, to put it in uh, those two terms. Where sure you. Uh, in one way, closet cosplay, you choose out the outfits that you currently have and then make it into a character to represent, a character from an anime or a video game. And yeah, home cosplay, um, closet cosplay go hand in hand. You can even do, uh, cosplayers even do like home photo shoots as well. Like they turn their room or they allocate some space in their room. They have a backdrop, maybe kind of like a green screen or some other um, colored backdrop. And they have their own personal, their, their own self uh, photo shoot in the comfort of their, of their home. I've accumulated a good amount of um, things to do different cosplay. So I definitely think that if you are starting to cosplay or you're thinking about starting to cosplay, it's important early on to like grab a few things that could be with other cosplays. Like um, I have like a men's button-down shirt and like a blazer. There's probably a thousand anime with like different people in blazers and like almost like a, a suit kind of thing. Or um, I have like a few different color wigs. Mm-hmm. And so... I think wig game is definitely like a very helpful thing if you can't dye your hair. I've... Yeah, it's. I mean, with the pandemic, it's been very hard to find motivation mm-hmm. to do things. Mm. It's like, and part of like, I guess being creative. The part that I've been doing a lot has been like trying to film my dances. Mm. Oh, it's dance kind covers, of yeah. it's it, it's interesting trying to do it yourself in your bedroom with minimal space and lighting. And in the terms of uh, staying safe, like definitely, yes, you stay at home as much as possible. Um, sure, there are, there are some cosplayers that still want to uh, go out there, um, like literally leave their house and go outside, take uh, photos, which I wholeheartedly respect that but uh but of course to keep uh just to stay safe definitely keep the uh, social distancing rule uh in place six feet or more apart from both yourself and whoever is the photographer masks on um at uh, most of the times uh, if you need to take uh, off your mask just for a pose then sure give it like a minute or two then put back your mask on and also I mean as long as you uh, as long as uh, they keep they um, keep those safety measures in place and just have fun with it but definitely if you're out there stay safe if not stay at home as much as possible and uh, still do your uh, uh, cosplay work either it's working on them testing it out cosplay testing or cost test 
and do photo shoots at home basically for my definition was like oh okay i put on i put on the outfit i go somewhere uh-huh. cool somewhere that's hopefully different i'm trying to i'm trying to like scout new locations yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now i can't do that because there's all there's like this genuine fear that like oh like of covid mm-hmm. covid be i have to be careful like yeah i have personally like tried to make an effort to attend large meetups and i think that it's best to avoid that also so in if you want a photo shoot like eh, of course you can't just like completely stop yourself from cosplaying right because there's a pandemic um photo shoots i if the minimum amount of people for any event is the best right now in reality you probably should do your best at social distancing mm-hmm. but there's no way you can like stop it completely i am starting to consider uh maybe doing one or two more home cosplays uh i do i i am trying to hope that uh vaccines are uh, developed and deployed like uh-huh. the end of the year maybe the start of the spring next spring and confirming to social distancing i do have a couple plans of uh of doing on campus on my school campus uh uh photo shoots because mm-hmm. uh so because i'm a recent uh so i'm a recent grad from cal state fullerton i live close by too and it's a, honestly it's a really nice campus for photo shoots uh oh, coxbury yeah. or not like you you know i i i walk i walk there a lot i would see a lot of the graduates uh take pictures for the grad photos mm-hmm. and so i i have some plans to actually um cosplay with a couple of friends or maybe just by myself and a photographer to uh just do, do some photo shoots there okay. you know confirming confirming to uh social distancing and masks but yeah so yeah. the other two topics that were mentioned was black lives matter and the bipoc uh, can you tell us how these two things are connected to the cosplay community uh with the two issues um or either with the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, the issue of um, BIPOC cosplayer representation has uh, came to light in the cosplay community. Pretty much, these cosplayers, these uh, people of color cosplayers, aren't being represented much in the community. As in, these people, these cosplayers, they have the same cosplay, let's say for this case, they have the same or similar cosplay to a popular series, yet those uh, yet cosplayers who represent uh, or closely represent the character more uh, get more attention than people of color cosplayers only because of their skin tone. Other people think that they're not closely representing their uh character that they're cosplaying as when before when i was debating on cosplaying uh one of the concerns that that always like went to my mind was like oh maybe i'm too dark for this Mm. maybe like maybe my my skin color doesn't 
my skin color doesn't match the the the, the character, character that I want to that character that I want to be and um but like I overcame it when I talked to some of my friends and then after talking with them I was just like wait like why am I thinking like this I should do I should do whatever I want like <laughs> if I like you know if I want to cosplay if I want to cosplay this character who who's like fair-skinned in anime and and all all anime characters or most anime characters are fair-skinned for some reason yeah <laughs> yeah like if i want to cosplay her like there's no one should be stopping me like i shouldn't like i shouldn't have that thought in my head that like oh maybe i maybe i won't pull it off oh maybe i'm too dark for this like that's that's such that's such a toxic that's such a toxic thing you know like that mm. society probably like implemented i personally haven't experienced it but i do know friends that have been involved with it a lot of it's really sad when you first start cosplaying i mean you're very self-conscious to begin with so if you're a person of color and you're trying to cosplay and this whole thing's going on it just it makes it worse and that's so sad because cosplay is is great and it could make someone very happy so I haven't actually experienced anything firsthand, mm -hmm. like in in real life when I was going to conventions or like directly online to the people I talk with frequently. But uh, the people I follow, they did post links to uh, other Instagram accounts of a people of color who have experienced this discrimination, as well as like screenshots of a uh, of a. Uh, comments that are you know pretty much discriminatory mm -hmm. and you know especially and the latest one of the latest issues is uh, like the the black facing uh skin tone change thing oh, i know yeah. that's a pretty big in debate right now mm -hmm. uh and i would say you know for for other people who who are looking to try to like improve upon themselves like and try to improve the community in general mm -hmm. i would say like try to educate yourself um, try try to be will, willing to listen to others to try to try to empathize and see how it is in their shoes and see how they feel you know um, and it, you know don't be afraid to change don't be afraid to admit you're wrong uh, being wrong means you're learning which is a good thing you know it's it's mm -hmm. if you think about it, it's, it's also kind of like an akin to how I'm learning how to cosplay right so you know um, instead of uh, Instead of using uh, a colored pomade to uh -huh. uh, you know to try to do my Kakashi hair, use a wig instead. Or instead of uh, instead of using clothespins to keep my skirt up, use uh, body tape. You know stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it is inclusive. You can like anyone can do it, and they can have their own creativity and twist. And so it shouldn't matter on the color of your skin, the size that you are whatever cosplay should be available for everyone and so if anyone is getting bullied online they should try to block the people and be in a community that accepts and loves them because they are loved another thing with it is where black facing is another issue where people or cosplayers they darken up their skin especially their face of course, to rep to uh, closely represent um, characters who have more of a darker toned skin, which to me 
which to um, these uh, cosplayers that I've interviewed is a disgrace, or rather it's an insult to cosplayers that are uh, to these people of color cosplayers. Yes. And definitely uh, for each of the cosplayers that I've interviewed, it does take one person to speak out to uh, mention these issues within the community and to step up to um, protect these uh, cosplayers, these uh, to our uh, people of color cosplayers. They have a safe environment and community to have fun doing this hobby. And speaking of fun in, in this hobby, I know one of the other important questions was in regards to uh, anxiety in regards to just starting out and kind of being afraid of like comparing one another. Uh, I know not only was it was it I who contributed this, it was also Rav who felt the need to address this kind of question. Can you explain more about that? Yes, definitely. Um, it is uh, to me as well as the uh, interviewees it is human nature to be shy and anxious um, to do something uh, to do a hobby that you've never done before which is um, which is understandable when I started cosplaying it was really difficult because I didn't have the skill sets and experience as a lot of people I saw were right and because I was just starting high school it was definitely a time where I wasn't most outgoing or had the best self-esteem mm-hmm but as I continued I, to improve, I began to get more and more confident. And definitely making friends in the community is a big part of what made me fully enjoy cosplaying. I think cosplay has helped me make more friends and like feel a little bit more confident in myself. Mm-hmm. It just, um, in high school, like, I really didn't, I don't think I really peaked until college. And when I in high school, I was very shy and mm. like I didn't have too many friends. And like there wasn't like that many opportunities to like truly be creative like cosplay does. There was, there was some great opportunities though. But in college, um, when I start making some friend, friends who, of cosplay and who liked my ideas that some may have considered weird in the past and whatnot. I felt very beautiful and I felt more confident. And so I I felt like I could do anything. And it definitely helped that I wore like a Wonder Woman crown when I could. Um, I have like her um, tiara. And so sometimes I'll, I'll wear that around campus. And I think cosplay, it helps with the self-confidence but I also think it helps like it definitely helps in in life because without these heroes to look up to or without these these characters that we enjoy and love life would definitely be boring <laughs> definitely but, I hear you on that but also I think it I think the characters they also help us recognize like ourselves our faults our our quirks our little um weirdness our weirdmageddons if <laughs> you will 
but it also just helps us see who we could be. Cosplay can get very discouraging at times, mm-hmm. but if you get through it, it's very rewarding. Like, you get these uh, feelings or these thoughts where, oh, I'm have I'm wearing this character, I'm representing this character, but I don't think no one will recognize me, or I won't be able to uh, act out the this character's um, catchphrases or poses, or even in the case where two people uh, represent the same character, but one of them has a better looking outfit than the other, that they have a more intricate pattern or, or such. For the beginner cosplayer, it does put them down, it does discourage them at first. I have felt that way, and in the beginning, um, like, my first, first kind of, like, ever true cosplay, I tried mm. to do um, a, a Bucky Barnes, um, a Winter Soldier kind of outfit, um, but it was mainly, like, like a, like a, I had, like, a corset and, like, steampunk goggles, and so it wasn't as recognizable, like, some people recognized it. Right. But I definitely felt inferior to um, some of the others. But I was just like, hey, I'm having fun. And, like, even if no one gets the costume, like, you get the idea. And, like, it's one stepping stone to a whole staircase of possibilities. Besides, everyone has a start anywhere mm-hmm. and whatnot. Some people, they can go and buy, like... The most fancy cosplays, or most people, or some people can, um, like build these great things and whatnot. And like to compare one cosplay to another, I think it's it's kind of unfair because cosplay is unique to the person who is wearing the cosplay. No cosplay is too weird. I feel that um, these beginner cosplayers shouldn't feel discouraged. They shouldn't feel down about it. That's just keep asking yourself if if cosplay is. Is, is cosplay still fun for you, right? It's They wanted to see it as a fun thing to do um, with friends, not to turn it into a competition. Albeit, sure, masquerades are there. Overall, though, it shouldn't turn into a competition. It should be fun. And especially cosplaying with friends, with a group, it should ease that uh, shyness. It should definitely ease that anxiety. If you see someone else with the same cosplay, but with more intricate patterns and whatnot, strive to be like that cosplayer. It kind of reminds me of a quote that I personally live by, and, and that's saying, um, you can't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Exactly, yes. Piggybacking off of some of the sentiments that were mentioned in the question, I actually wanted to look at, look into a unique kind of question that you addressed uh, to them, and that is like, so how much has cosplay uh, impacted your personal life? From the cosplayers that I've uh, interviewed, it definitely has uh, made an impact with their personal lives, yes, that they wanted to start doing this in the long run that they want to improve themselves not just with pattern making or sewing 
making better cosplays, but rather they want to be more out there. They want to um, step out of their comfort zone. They want to be more outgoing. They want to meet new people with same or different interests. You know, they want to uh, pretty much live their life in a different uh, perspective. Aside from their busy life of either school or work, they want to have fun and they want to be outgoing. It's given me a boost of confidence and every time I try cosplaying, like it's like I slowly gain more confidence, which mm-hmm. which has helped me in my personal life because because like um, when I'm cosplaying, I'm not I don't want to say I'm not as embarrassed because I do get embarrassed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, when I'm cosplaying, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm taking that person, like, the character's confidence is is now mine. And in the sense of uh, identity, it's, I know some of them used cosplay to find themselves. Because of it, I've able to find out, like, my sexual and gender identity. Um, it's... It's, yeah, and it's very had a very positive impact on my mental health. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that it's really upsetting that some people like discourage others because their cosplay doesn't look the way they want to. Because it could be such a positive thing for somebody. One of them, from what I've uh, interviewed, they want to do more crossplay instead. They want to cosplay. A character of the different gender in which of course I wholeheartedly respect that yeah definitely if it's something that you want to do within the cosplay community by all means yes and I encourage anyone who any beginner cosplayer out there if they want to try out uh, crossplay heck especially with me if I want to <laughs> if I want to dress up as a magical girl sure I'll do it for the experience and if I like it then yeah, I'll I'll definitely consider it uh, doing it more. As the inside joke goes, do it, you won't no balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, that was with oh my gosh, that was literally with uh, <laughs> Chuya's interview. Let's shift the gears around. So, Marvin, I know that you're a photographer. I want you to go more in depth on your personal experience with the cosplay community. Uh, hi, my name is, um, gosh, I'm really nervous. Hi, my name is Otaku Uraraka, and you're listening to Otaku Hourly! Yay! <laughs> Show host, Jonathan Joestar Beltran right here, and here with me at this hangout is my crew member. Marvin, a.k.a. Marth. Welcome to your backdoor anime hangout that is Otaku Wireley. Today, we're going over just about the pandemic and particularly the cosplay community. And I will say this, we have gone through a gambit of things. Now we want to look about it in terms of creating the, you know keeping the creative juices flowing. And in particular, how does a photographer 
normally goes to conventions here. Uh, spoiler alert, we're talking with Mar- Marvin Marth about this subject. How does he keep his creative juices flowing? So how do you keep your creative juices flowing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, pre-pandemic, as I mentioned, uh, the whole shy and anxiety question, that was literally me when I started out when I decided hey I'll become a cosplay photographer almost what four years ago and like I started doing my thing uh, for a good several months that I meet up with other photographers out there that aside from cosplay they do fashion weddings or just like urban photography at one point yes I what's it called was discouraged because they have a really nice style that they put uh, that they put that they compose with their photos that they do with post processing. But eventually, yes, I decided don't don't be down, don't be discouraged. Find your own style and kind of like strive to be like them, but not actually be them. Find definitely I'm as a photographer even right now I'm still finding my own style of uh, so called editing and composing photographing these cosplayers doesn't matter if it's a beginner intermediate or expert cosplayer I want them I want these cosplayers if I'm photographing them if I'm taking their photos I want them to feel comfortable you know I want them to feel comfortable and let's just have fun with uh, fun with it. Definitely through during this pandemic, I go back to my previous works. Actually, I look through them, and then I just sit down and think about, huh, what other things can I edit? I and I go to uh, I actually look up on online, YouTube uh, especially for like some inspiration uh, in terms of um, post-production edit, uh, photo editing I look through other photographers uh, styles I try to adopt their style with my photos and see if it fits and I don't like copy paste their uh, settings I tweak it up in my own way so that way it still has that little bit of touch of their influence but the majority is uh, my own style how do you define style marvin how do i define style uh coming in with them curveballs i know <laughs> <laughs> i see i think of style as one's unique way of producing something, producing art, producing um, photos. It's their own creative way of seeing the world uh, in their eyes. That's a lovely definition. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. (laughs) And so I want to extend a little bit further from that. Uh, with regards to style and just a matter of expression, if I could broaden that out, 
what do you see in the cosplay community that makes it so unique, so ubiquitous from others? It's definitely the one thing I think of is the people that's there in the community that and the, these cosplayers that make up this community. Each of these cosplayers are unique in their own way. That's also out there to promote the anime or the characters that they represent. And so that, and also even we're not here to force it upon you, but we're here to express it. We're here to express our love for it. We're here to show that it exists by wearing uh, this outfit that represents the the characters out there. So that's why I think it's uh, this co- the cosplay community is unique in itself because of these people, because of these cosplayers. They put their own touch on their outfits, their cosplay to represent the characters. Uh, if I could put my chips into the table here. Um, personally, hearing these interviews that you've conducted, I hear a lot of emboldened spirits because a lot of these uh, cosplayers do come uh, from like introverted backgrounds. And arguably, they still are. And yet, it's through being like fitting into this a mold that they can craft themselves in like after the character that they admire or they simply just like the design that they could actually feel to be that character like putting on uh this costume really strengthens and boosts up their own confidence and morale uh that's at least what i what i grasp from the cosplay community that's what i think or from these interviews that you conducted makes it so ubiquitous from all other communities that i've seen thus far yes definitely most definitely and it's like the ultimate source of weebiness it is like the ultimate goal (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so to close up shop here what do you want others to take away from this batch of interviews and to an overall degree, this project that we're going through? Got it. What I want others or what I want the general audience to take away from this uh, episode and from the, uh, from the interviews that I've conducted, cosplay is there for everyone. It's there for everyone regardless of background, ethnicity, age, or whether you're an introvert or extrovert. It is there for everyone to have fun. It's not there for competition. It's not there to discourage others or for clout. It is there for everyone to have fun and for those to want who want to get out there who want to get out of their comfort zone and be more outgoing and it's there to support one another as well constructive criticism yes but it's it's not there to you know bring others down it's there to help build up one another now Marvin you're a photographer. 
shamelessly plug yourself as a photographer. <laughs> All right, shameless pl- uh, shameless plug coming in. You can find my uh, co- um, cosplay photography over at Instagram and Twitter at m a r t h zero five zero eight. Again, Instagram and Twitter at marth o five o eight. And for the cosplayers who have participated, these are their tags. You can find me on Instagram at Vlegas Mitza, or you can also look me up on TikTok under um, at Madam Magica MV me. That's M V and then me. Uh, it's at Tilted Cosplay underscore. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Culturize K O T O R I S E, or I post sometimes I post extra selfies or cosplay content on my Twitter and it's at Ryu Wuji. So R Y capital U W U J I underscore. Right. So I mostly post on my Instagram at Chuya Cosplay. That being said, show host Jonathan Joestar Beltran. Marvin, aka Marth. Just wanna say Marvin Marth. Thank you so much for taking the time to conduct these interviews. I look forward, and by extension, everyone else is looking forward to the next one. Thank you very much uh, for having uh, me tonight, uh, Jojo. And thank you for allowing me to go out. uh, Well, not literally going out, but but allowing me to interview these cosplayers out there who want to get their voices heard. Thank you. So with that being said, we'll see you out the next Backdoor Anime Hangout that is Otaku Hourly. Peace out, y'all.